Guys, we're going to have a great episode today. Before we get into that, I want to thank you guys, the listeners, for all the support that you get. I want to remind you that you can reach out to me on Instagram. If you don't follow, follow it at jscottoutdoors. Uh, feel free to send me a DM. I love uh, corresponding with you guys about your hunts and any questions that you might have. Uh, we're going to have a great episode. I also want to thank uh, the sponsors of this podcast. I want to thank GoHunt.com. Cody Nelson, my friend of 20 plus years, he's the glassing guru, the optics authority. He's the optics manager over there at GoHunt.com at the gear shop. Uh, You can reach out directly uh, for info or for sales at 702-847-8747. You can also email him at optics at GoHunt.com. He also uh, gets texts from uh, my listeners at on his cell phone, 602-399-3699. Feel free to send him a text if you're looking for a certain tripod or binocular or spotting scope or rifle scope, anything to do with optics. Uh, give Cody Nelson a call or a text. I want to thank GoHunt.com also and remind you guys that the GoHunt maps, the mobile app, um, mapping apps, are now available on iTunes and Android. Uh, they have real 3D. Um, it's awesome, awesome 3D mapping on these mobile apps. Uh, you can get a free trial, a seven-day free trial, by going to gohunt.com forward slash jscott. You can also check in the show notes. I'll have it linked up. You get a seven-day free trial. That gives you access to everything in the Insider as well as uh, g- let you look at the, the mapping apps uh, both on the desktop and on your phone. Uh, you can also sign up. Uh, by going to GoHunt.com and just use J. Scott, and that's going to save you $50. Uh, you're actually going to get a GoHunt gift card, $50 GoHunt gift card when you sign up. So go check it out. also want to thank Kuyu Ultralight Hunting. That's the gear that I wear on all of my hunts. Go to K-U-I-U-Kuyu.com uh, to order the gear right there that are direct-to-consumer model. Uh, so that's the only place you can get the gear, as well as phonescope.com. Use the jscott21 promo code, and you're going to get a 10% discount. Uh, guys, let's get right to this episode, and again, thanks for listening. Guys, welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. Today, I've got my friend Brendan Burns, the chief hunting officer at Kuyu. Brendan, how you doing? Doing well, man. How's it going? Oh, I'm doing great. Um, I've been super excited to talk to you about uh, the the Arizona sheep transplants through Conservation Direct and and your direct involvement with, you know, basically ramrodding that and and getting together with the game and fish. Um, Before we get into that, I wanted to, I just saw today an article uh, that you did for Kuyu on your stone sheep hunt. And I think the last time we had talked, you were headed stone sheep hunting uh, and you kind of recapped it in the article. But for those people listening, I figured I would ask you how that went and uh, get your thoughts on that. Yeah, it was a, it was a killer hunt. We went up, up to Yukon um, and it was, you know, it was kind of really the first time. So Canada had finally just opened and we were kind of up in the air on whether it was going to open or not and had to go through all the testing 24 hours to get through where I was literally the first person through, um, at the, at the port of entry where I went through, um, which was pretty cool. And, uh, you know, some of the first people up there in, in Whitehorse and my buddy AJ Kissel and I went, went up and he was, uh, 
I kind of convinced him to go and, and uh, he, I was like, you know, he, I, I've killed a stone sheep with my bow. So he, he's looking to finish his grand slam with a bow. So I said, you know, he gets first crack at anything with color and in any Ram. And if we see something else, um, that's good. I'll, uh, I'll take it. You know, I just really wanted to go sheep hunting really. Um, so it was a, it was an awesome trip with my, uh, with, with Johnny Nykirk and Jason Nutini. And we went in a mountain range that just is really not known for a lot of sheep. It's, it's kind of unexplored. It gets hunted periodically. There's been some big sheep killed in the past, but it was just kind of like unscouted, unknown. We're just going to go walk through this place and go see what we can find. And it turned out awesome. AJ ended up uh, arrowing a real, like the only really dark ram we saw on the sixth day. Um, it had a little, uh, yeah, just a beautiful sheep, uh, 11 and a half year old. And then I killed a uh, kind of a lighter colored fanon ram on the on the ninth day um on the way out basically um so we had a, it was a heck of a hunt considering it was just a brutal weather like everything that a sheep hunt uh they always turn out to be you know really brutal weather like some of the worst rain i've ever seen on any hunt ever i mean we had three days where it, it felt like somebody just had a hose outside and was just spraying us down it was just unbelievable and but yeah we walked a long way i think we did about 76 miles and and uh and just covered a lot of country and it was really tough sheep country i would i would say because a lot of the sheep live in the timber and it wasn't connected at all meaning it like they were running east to west all the mountain blocks were running, running east to west and we were moving north to south so it was like up and down and up and down like there was just no place to run a ridge on this on this whole hunt the way we hunted it um just by by the nature of how we were trying to find sheep and but it all worked out it was great aj you know like i said we got we got he's three quarters that um to his slam with a bow, which was pretty awesome to, uh, to see him kill that sheep. And then, uh, yeah, I guess kind of a bonus ram on the way out. Got a, just a beautiful 11 and a half year old, just another awesome sheep that, you know, pinched myself that I was able to get. So, um, I know I was hunting with a rifle, obviously, he, you know, two, two bow hunters on one sheep hunt would be, would be quite a bit, but it was, uh, yeah, it was an awesome hunt. Can't, can't say enough about it. And just glad to be get, glad to get back to Canada. Glad to get back to a little bit of normalcy and glad to, glad to get back and go sheep hunts. For sure. Brennan, um, how many rams is that for you? 12. Yep. I, uh, that's 12, 12 sheep. I have, uh, six dolls, three stones, two big horns and, a and a desert. And I'm, I'm booked on Carmen Island in February, hopefully to finish my grandson with a bow in February. That's, I've been had this one in the works for quite a while. So awesome hopefully lucky number 13 is uh slam of the bow so it's been, been a long time coming and uh we'll see it's not certainly not done yet but um yeah been been good been an unbelievable run considering in 2008 i i really hope to get one sheep in my life so just uh pretty just pinch myself every time i get to go on a sheep hunt let alone let alone bring one home for sure i mean your Instagram handle, even though you haven't made a single post, uh, is the Ram Hustle, and you know sheep are a big part of your life. Um, back to the article that I uh, saw this morning uh, on my email, uh, being the chief hunting officer, um, one of your roles, I guess, is to basically be constantly testing and using the product and trying to uh, help uh, design and, and help you make a better product. Um, when you go on hunts like what you just did, you and AJ did, where the conditions were about as bad as they could get, you see the best and the worst of the gear. 
um, the, the gear that you used, and I, you know, I, this isn't a commercial, but the, the gear that you used, was there one thing out of, out of your kit that you had this year that really shined overall on that particular trip? I took, uh, I, just, you know, by the nature of this hunt um, and the amount of rain we got, the, the new Chugach um, NX that we have, the, the, new, the new one, it was, you know, it's always been good. I've always been a huge fan of our rain gear. I've never had any fail, but I was, you know, being as light as it is and, and uh, the amount of rain we got, like I was dry the entire time. And it just, you know, it's one of those things you don't, you don't necessarily know it at the, the, the whole time through, but, you know, a few times you go like, man, I'm glad I got good rain gear on me. Like it was raining so hard. It was so miserable. And there were several days where we packed everything up, even in the rain and went to make a move and then got pinned down. We're just sitting there. And then finally we just said, we're going to wait till the rain passes us because it just, we couldn't get out of it. But you know, when you spend a, a whole day sitting in the rain in your rain gear and you, you know, reset your tent up, pull all your stuff out. And you know, it's just like, it's really everything. It's really the whole system. I mean, between the dry bags, keeping everything that you have dry between the, you know, the, the super down sleeping bag, you know, the fact that I never have to worry about it getting wet. Like it's just, it's all the little things that could, um, that could ruin your, not ruin it, but just make it miserable. Like it's, it's so hard to stay focused and to, uh, you know, operate at a high level and not get down. You know, like we saw three Rams total in 11 days. We saw probably 13, 14 sheep. I think this is a low density sheep area. And so to come out with, two 11 and a half year olds, which obviously a little bit lucky to find two great big old Rams. And that's why you go with really good guys that know what they're doing and everybody's glass and hard. But even then, like, it's just, there's not a lot of sheep. It's not like you're into them every day. And, you know, like we're going days and days without seeing sheep and, and you're covering lots of country and lots of stuff that like, Oh, there should be one in here. And, and there's not. So it's easy to get down if you don't like, especially if the weather's beating you down. Yeah. Um, and, and then it's like on this hunt, we were walking through to another area. So it wasn't like you could turn back or like, Oh, we're not that far. If we got picked up here, like once we committed to it, like it's a long, long pull to get out of there, to get to another place or to figure out the logistics if you're going to change. So, you know, it's just being warm and dry and comfortable and having the right food and having all the right gear. Um, it just makes it to where you can focus on what you need to do. And you just don't get, and again, I don't, you know, don't get mentally down, but it's just like, there's, there's days where you're like, what are we doing? Like, I can't believe we can't find a sheep or, you know, this and that. And so it's just, that's why you do it though. Like you do it because like, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's easy, such an everybody awesome, be doing it. <laughs> it's a, yeah. If it was easy, everybody do it. Like you, like I, I wrote in that thing, like you don't know the sweet unless you taste the bitter. If everything you ate was candy, you wouldn't, re, you wouldn't appreciate candy. Like it's, it takes some grind and right. you got to pound through some, terrible country and bad weather and all that stuff to get to where you truly appreciate the effort that you put into it. So, um, like I said, I just, I love sheep hunting. I love sheep hunting when it's tough, but I love to be successful too. Like I, I don't love walking through and going on a big sheep hunt and coming out with nothing like that. I mean, I can't say that that's, that would be something I'm interested in. Um, so I'm, I'm glad we turned them up and, um, yeah, it's just, you know, one of those deals where it, it just seems like the more prepared you are, and the more mentally prepared you are for to go through, you know, some, not, I'm going to say tough times because we choose to do it, but through some just, you know, where it's not that awesome, um, it allows you to focus. And, and it seems like you get luckier when, when you're not having a hard time being there. For sure. 
Um, I want to shift gears a little bit to the, the Arizona transplants, and I kind of want to go to the, the heart or the root of um, your passion for wanting to step up. I mean, uh, you basically got together with your partners, uh, with Conservation Direct, with Kuyu, w with Loophole Optics uh, and Wild Society, and, and, and approached well, I'll let you tell the story, but the way I understand it is you basically took the whole Arizona budget for transplant and said, we can do it. Yeah, it's an interesting project. The fact that the last Conservation Direct project, obviously, I came up with Conservation Direct and a few years ago. And just like it really came from a spot of being like I, you see the term hunter conservationist. And it's mostly BS. Like, th it doesn't mean anything. It means, you know, it, it doesn't really mean anything. It just, like I said, the sheep have had so much value to my life, whether it's my career, the people that I've met, the places I've been able to go. Like, it's just like, just from a deep, like, I just wanted to give back more. And obviously having the platform and the support at, at, at Kuyu to like, you know, again, this is the stuff that we do. It, it takes, you know, you can't have a board that goes, oh, we're going to, you know, or, or have to deal with the, the the, the bean counters on how much it's going to cost. It is just basically said like, do what you think's right. Let's make sure that we're doing conservation projects and, and you're the lead on it. And, um, and so this one came about as after the last transplant that we did, the, the conservation direct first, the, the inaugural one that we did in 2018, we, uh, or 2019, I'm sorry. Um, a, a game warden from Arizona, Darren Tucker, who actually had, it's funny, it comes back to you a little bit, Jay, because Darren had actually heard uh, about Conservation Direct through one of you and I going over one of the podcasts. Well, he called me out of the blue and just said, hey, would you be interested in doing anything in Arizona? And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm always interested. Like, I'm looking for the next project. And so he had, he you know, dive, dove into it a little bit and went went to the uh, went to Arizona Game of Fish and kind of spearheaded the, the thing. And then he called me and we had a meeting with uh, Josh Avey and Amber Munich, who are one of them's a big game specialist, and and Josh is like number two in Arizona Game and Fish, I believe. And so we, we had a meeting, and they were like, Here, "Here's what we're doing for the for the next year, which would have been 2020. Like we had this all planned in 2020, and then obviously when the world exploded, COVID and all that stuff, it all got canceled. But this has been in the works and committed to since 2020. We were doing it originally in October of 2020, but. Um, so we had a meeting and they're like, here's, here's what we're doing for 2020. Um, these are the, the, the four projects that we're doing. Are you interested in any of these? And I said, I'm interested in all of them. Like I want to take over the entire budget for the state of Arizona for an entire year. No one's ever done that before. No one has ever stepped up and said, I, I want to cover the entire budget for the state. I want to do every transplant that Arizona's doing um, in this, in the state. And, and obviously got pushed to 2021 and they just said, absolutely, let's do it. Were they, and, were they uh, a bit like, Wait a minute, you you want to do all of them? They were a little perplexed as to uh, originally, like, like could well, you pull it off well, type of thing? Yeah, why why would you do this? And like, and how does it work? And and I just said, yeah, we want to do it. Like, we want to be able to give back. And 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 uh, these are the kind of projects. Obviously, we're a large company. We we do a lot of really cool things. And and we've been unable to participate in a lot of really cool. You know, obviously, the reason I came up with the concept for Conservation Direct is that we got excluded in some projects before because, you know, whether it was, you know, advertising dollars from other companies or, um, you know, already had sponsors or whatever. I just thought, we'll just do our own thing. Like, I, I know we can do it. Like, there's no doubt in my mind I can pull it off. 
it's just going to take some, you know, some hustle and, and calling the right people. Cause you know, and, and so that's, that's how it came about. And so we, we, uh, I just committed to them. We signed a contract. I said, we're going to cover the entire budget and, and obviously got postponed to 2021. <clears throat> I want to do every single pay for everything that is associated with sheep transplants that are happening for the state of Arizona in 2021. And it came out to $164,000 and moving about 90 sheep. And I said, yeah, done. And uh, it was kind of, it was, it was interesting because I, I thought I'm going to do something a little different on this project. We're going to allow a couple other companies to come in and, and be involved in it because uh, I just think it's good to show that we can work with other companies as well. And, and after I'd done the original project, um, Bruce at loophole that told me, Hey man, if you're ever doing something else, love to be involved. That was literally the conversation. So I called him and said, Hey, do you want to be involved in this? He's like, count me in, let me know. And then, uh, uh, some other friends from this company that's just getting started called wild society. It's a coffee and beverage company. And they actually don't even have a product yet. They're just launching here coming up. He called me and said, Hey, I'd love to be a part of that project. And I'd love to do it before we launch any products or have anything to go out because we want to kind of be in conservation deficit to begin with. Like everybody talks about what they're going to do. We want to put some money in before we even launch. And I just thought, man, that's right up my alley. Like that is such a cool thing for a new company that, you know, hasn't even made a dollar yet to say, we're going to pledge ahead of time rather than, Oh, everything we put is going to go towards conservation. Then you never hear about anything. You never know where it's going or, or if it actually is going to go. Um, so I just thought that was super cool. So, and then, um, if anybody's familiar with how conservation direct work, it's, it's just a name. The, the, the money all goes through. So I called Brad Renfrey at Arizona or at, uh, Arizona desert bighorn sheep society who I've known forever. He actually helped me out on a elk hunt down in 2014 in, uh, in, in, in Arizona. And I just said, Hey, can you guys act as the bank? And because you know, the one thing about our stuff is it's all transparent. There's no, nobody's getting paid. There's no, you know, salaries and office space or any of that other BS that goes on. Like, no, it's just all going towards this project. So all the money went through Arizona desert bighorn sheep society, including the collar, um, the collar. So on another extension of this thing is we, there's 40 collars going on these sheep. So we put those up for anybody from, you know, Kuyu customers that wanted to participate and could purchase up to it, up to a collar or two if they wanted to, or how many they wanted to buy, or you could buy a 10th of a collar, or just give a donation. We, we, you know, that was very successful. So we raised about 40, I think about $45,000 through that. And in about two weeks, which is, which is really cool. And uh, yeah, we just basically wrote them a check and said, we're going to show up and, and help with all the transplants. And, and uh, that was it. It was just, the goal was to cover a hundred percent of the, of what Arizona was going to do in 2021, and we did every, every dollar. And so, this is the first time a private company, a private sector, has taken over an entire state budget. You're telling me that in the in the existence of um, transplants, no one has said, "I want to cover it all. Put it on my shoulders. Let's let's do it. Me and my partners, we can do this." Why has if that not happened? <laughs> If, if there is something else that has been done, I sure couldn't find it and nobody else had heard of it anywhere. So, um, I, I don't, I mean, like I said, it's not, yeah. I, I, why is it not happening? Oh, that, that's pretty simple. Like these kind of projects, there's two things that it takes to do something like this, whether it's our first project we did or this project, it takes real money and it takes real effort. And I don't think people, there's a lot of people or brands that will really want to do that. They want to, 
you know, they're, they're busy. They want to give money to somebody else to say, Hey, you know, we're given to conservation, but they want to kind of wipe their hands clean of it. Like you're going to have to get your hands dirty. I mean, this was, this killed half of my hunting season in Montana this year. Like the only negative on this entire project that I can say is that it occurred in October and November. Um, I thought it was going to be in January and February, which I'd have been far more excited to spend <laughs> 10 days down there. But I, I you know, it, it, it went off, you know, during our hunting season, but it was real work. Like you got to fly down there and, um, and it's fun. The, tr the transplants part of it are just, it's, it's so much fun to be involved. And in. I just, I absolutely love getting in and touching the sheep and seeing how they're working and, and aging them and looking at the, how healthy they are and putting the collars on them. It's just like everybody that goes, it's just like, it's life changing. It really is. But to, to bring it back to that, like, I just don't think, you know, people, it takes real effort and real money to do something like this. Like the $164,000 does not just fall out of the sky. That's a lot of money. And it takes, you know, another couple of really cool brands to say, step up with some money and a lot of really awesome customers say, oh, I'd love to purchase a collar and, <clears throat> and continue to be able to, you know, just give me the free reign. Like nobody ever calls me and asks me like, well, how much? And oh, this is what the budget is or whatever. I just tell them like, Hey, write this check. That's it. Like, it's just, you, you can't, you can't let the money or the, how much time it's going to take get in the way. And I, I think that's part of it. You know, I think it's, it's easier to, to, to just say, Hey, let's have somebody else do it for you. That's in my opinion, you know, like yeah. I, that, that's what I think is happening because, you know, two years ago, I thought when, you know, we started this, that other brands would take off and do it, but I just don't see that happening. They're just, you know, I, I don't see it happening. Let me ask you it's this. Hard. What's next on the horizon? What are you eyeballing? Um, I know you, I know you're thinking about it. Do you have anything in the works or are you, I, I do. I got conceptual a, I, plans or. Yeah, I got a couple things in the works and ultimately my, my goal with this um, is I want to transplant a sheep in every state that has sheep to or from. Like I want to be, I want to be positive. Like I want to say like I've touched sheep and helped out whether it's create or preserve a hunting opportunity for sheep in every state that has sheep. Now it's a pretty lofty goal and there's a couple states that are going to be really hard to do it in. Um, California is one of the, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm working on some stuff in California. I've got, I've, in two and a half years, I'm about as, I'm about exactly where I started with it. Um, but I'm, I'm working on some stuff. So I, I got a couple other things in the works and, you know, I don't really like to talk about them until they're done, you know, even on this, I think we'd get more press if probably went out there and, you know, beat the drum a little more, but, um, it, there's a lot that goes into it behind the scenes between, you know, contracts and making sure things are going to work out and, you know, disease testing and all that. Like it's, it's not just, Hey, let's bring some sheep in or let's do this. Like <clears throat> there's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot of, uh, there's just a lot of background to it. So like, I, I, I mean, I knew virtually nothing about sheep in Arizona before the, the start of this project. And, uh, now I, you know, like I, I really learned a lot about their process, um, what their goals are in Arizona, how, how proactive they really are. This is just amazing people in Arizona, like every state I've worked with, but you know, Arizona, they, they're, you know, Amber Munich is, was a big game specialist. This is actually her final transplant. Um, so she retired, uh, she's retiring this year. This will be her last transplant, but you know, in her 30 year career, she's moved, you know, over, you know, I think 1200 sheep during her career, which is pretty amazing. I mean, that's a lot of sheep to move for, you know, plan them and, and, and to see, you know, that the sheep being moved and monitor them and, and yeah, it's just really cool. And, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was a really cool thing. And, you know, like Arizona is just a, it's a, it's a great state to, to look at what they, you know, their predator management and how they, they react with that 
to the new sheep transplants and then um you know we can dive into each individual yeah, transplant say, but it, let's let's talk about um each one uh briefly and kind of give the specifics because i think it's important uh i think you told me 82 total sheep removed 45 total collars a donation of one hundred and sixty-four thousand dollars. but go through each one and, and talk specifically about them so and, and again i'm not a super expert i'm i'm learning as i go as far as you know why and where these these mountains i mean this is all the first time for me in any of these mountains which is really cool but um in late october we uh we captured 18 sheep in the silver bell mountains which was pretty cool as a mine there and it was really cool to see that you know the mine uh shut down for the day which was awesome and allowed them to go in there and capture some sheep and and you know arizona a lot of these places that have mines really is a haven for sheep and so they, they you know they're managing you know human conflict human interaction on some of these mines it was pretty cool to see they actually did not blast for an entire day which is you know definitely hitting their pocket pocketbook to to uh, to allow them to go in there with choppers and, and catch these sheep so and then they released um they released those in the picacho mountains um and then you might know a little bit more about that area that is the other end of Aravipa Canyon. And, and so the, the, the majority of the sheep occur on one end and they're trying to fill in the bottom end of uh, where the Picachos is, is, is how I understand it. And they, they released them down on the bottom end, kind of on the far end of Aravipa, I guess it would connect to that. So they're trying to, the sheep in the mountain range, it's not a new sheep herd, but they're trying to connect sheep from, from there, from one end to the other. So they're going to put, they're putting them at the far end. So they'll, to hopefully connect which is which is pretty cool great and then in in uh, like the next day I went over and captured some at canyon lake and I, i'm not i didn't go to this one we I, I had a conflict so um and 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 released them wait a second i think i got that yeah they released it says uh i'm looking at the notes here captured at canyon lake released at the picacho mountains also um the 10 they did not release those on the picacho that's an error on my part off the go back and look where they put those it was in the it was in a different mountain range they took 10 of them and moved them to a different mountain range okay um, that but, was but, seven callers yep and they put those those 10 sheep from in that canyon lake obviously as you know it's like uh, apparently you know some of the best genetics possibly in the world you know like you have some some giant sheep rams, in there. yeah yeah and then uh november one through four we did uh um a rocky mountain capture down in eagle creek or down by marinci and that was pretty unique and there's a giant mine down there and that's where a lot of bighorn and these are rockies you know like a lot of people didn't don't know that arizona has rocky mountain bighorns R really very stable and good population of rocky mountain bighorns down in this area and they're a lot of them live on this mine and so they again you know allowed them it was pretty neat to see a lot of them to go in there and they darted a few on that one that were just kind of down in town which is pretty cool um instead of uh you know net gunning them from the chopper that i think they guarded about a dozen of them which is pretty pretty successful and then they move those north about uh I, I believe it's north right um about six hours away which is pretty big yeah. and released 30 sheep in, in east clear creek and i don't know have you hunted any of that Jay? yeah so it would be it would be east and or excuse me it would be north and west in in east clear creek and um i have not hunted east clear creek specifically no I guess that population just needs a little boost and is, is doing really well. So um, that was pretty cool. Again, to move, you know, obviously deserts and Rockies is pretty cool. And then uh, the one I was just on down there, we just finished up 
last week or week, I guess, I guess it'd be two weeks ago now, we, we captured uh, 24 sheep in the Plumosa Mountains and released them in the Harkabars. Um, and that was really cool. And it was, it was cool because the, uh, the game wardens and all the people that kind of watched that area were, were there on the capture as well. And so same, similar deal, the, the Harkabars have quite a few sheep on one end and we went and put, uh, put these 24 sheep on the opposite end to hopefully kind of connect that population. Um, and it was just, yeah, super, super cool to, to, uh, to see, you know, these are, you know, the sheep thing is funny because, you know, I think people think that this stuff just happens and it's just like, oh, cool. They got sheep. But every one of these populations that you're hunting now, almost every one of them has come from somewhere else or has come from a biologist or someone having any idea. Like it's, it is literally a big experiment. And, uh, so it's pretty cool to be a, it, involved in an active experiment or you know an active thing that they're like they're going to see if this works they're hoping to connect these sheep and they hope to have a higher population there's good water in there and so they're uh yeah it was it was cool to see you know these are these are ideas that they think will increase the sheep population which ultimately will increase the hunting opportunities in arizona and uh you know you do these every single year and, and again you're capturing ewes that are you know either already bred or will be and, and they're going to have more lambs in the springtime um, that's just cool to, to see, you know, down the road, you know, like my son's got points in Arizona, you know, tw 20 years from now when he draws or 30 years from now, he could be hunting one of these, one of these areas that were directly attached to the success of one of these sheep transplants. So it's just, it was just, just an awesome project, amazing people, incredible, uh, you know, companies to donate to it and, and, uh, and really awesome customers to put their money where their mouth is and just it's just a win, win, win all the way around. It's just a cool thing to do. Yeah, for sure. For everyone out there that participated, um, you know, hats off to, to everyone that, that, you know, put their money where their mouth is. And, and for anyone that's wanting to, uh, you know, participate in future projects, w what's the best way for that to happen, Brendan? Uh, just shoot an email in at Conservation Direct. There's, I think it's info at Conservation Direct. You can go to the website to, to qu.com and go in. I think it's an R story and there's a, a bunch about it. And, um, you just shoot one in and say, I'd like to be notified on the next one. And, you know, again, some of them are, um, show up and participate. Some of them are financial participation. Um, it's been a little bit weird. I wish we could have had more, um, more, more on this one, more people on these, but, um, with the COVID stuff, we, and we just, you know, we just didn't know if it was going to go off. And, and so, like I said, we just, we we're kind of in limbo for a while there, but um, yeah, if you want to participate, you know, it's, it's, it's awesome to have, have people show up and, and it was pretty neat. Like there were some people showed up at each of these transplants to, to volunteer that um, there was one guy on the last one that they said this, this guy, I don't, I don't, don't know his name. I met him, you know, drank some water with him. And like we, we were, you know, pretty busy with the sheep and uh, he showed like this guy, they, they know who he is and he just shows up to everything the guy just if they're removing fence he shows up if they're moving sheep he shows up and just cool to see people that that actually care and, and get their hands dirty because I, I think if people knew more where this stuff that it that how it happens and where it happens they 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 have a higher appreciation for you know these opportunities that are there because you know without moving sheep and without taking care of them and monitoring them and predator control there aren't sheep hunting opportunities they, there just aren't it does not just happen it's not just Hey, there's lots of them out in the desert running around and they just give tags for them and hope for the best. That's, that's not what's going on. Brendan, do you see yourself doing other animals and being, you know, participating in, in other animals as well? I know your passion mainly is, 
is is sheep but do you, i mean is that an option in other states potentially yeah it'd be an option um i i like the sheep stuff it's you know again i'm you know i'm kind of the driver of it so like it's it's where my passion lies and it's where my interest lies but I, I would definitely be open to something else for sure um but as of right now i think i believe there's enough sheep projects out there which um yeah i mean that's that's where the the passion lies and where i, I just i'm, I'm most interested and uh, but I, yeah, I certainly would would love to do something. Um, I, I'm really interested in a predator project. The more the more I learn about sheep, the more I am actively involved in sheep management. The more I am, it's it's really highlighted the the need and absolute yeah, just the need to put money into predator control. Like we don't control predators, particularly mountain lions and coyotes. Um, the sheep aren't there. Like it, it's plain and simple. They will not take care of themselves. You know, a lot of these places in the desert, when you add water, which is what it takes to add sheep, you also add predators. And so if you don't offset those predators, your sheep will never make it. I mean, one 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 lion will kill 30 sheep in a couple of years, no problem, especially if they start targeting them. So um, I'm interested in, I'm, I'm looking at a predator project as well, which, you know, might not be that popular with some people. And I don't really care because they just flat don't understand sheep management if they, if they weren't into into predators like there's there's plenty of mountain lions they're not in danger they, they need to go um like there, there's a place for everything and but there's there's not a place for high population of mountain lions near sheep um especially with their with their numbers so that's uh yeah so we'll, we'll see i mean like i said I'm, I'm always interested in other stuff and we're, we're trying to do do a couple a year you know we did a guzzler project in Nevada this year participated in a, another sheep transplant here in montana that wasn't our <clears throat> our own and then, uh, yeah, but really love these projects that are our own, our own project. Because that's 150 sheep now. Well, I guess, yeah, like 140 sheep we've moved in, in three years, paid for 100% of them and raised, you know, fundraised almost 300,000 direct dollars and went straight to moving sheep, which is, yeah. You know, awesome. Like I said, the, the, first, the first project, there's, we moved 30 sheep to North Dakota and I just got an update. There's about uh, almost 65 in the two herds that we moved them to. And then in, <clears throat> on Antelope Island, I believe there's about 48 from our original 25. I mean, those are, those are real numbers and real growth in just a short, short time, which is, which is pretty awesome to see. Yeah, it's fantastic. I want to thank you for um, really stepping up and, and, you know, taking lead on these projects. And I look forward to being involved in the future and, and uh, recommend anyone out there that's listening that wants that likes what they hear and wants to be involved to check out Conservation Direct, go through the Kuyu website. Uh, Brendan, it's always great having you on the podcast. Um, what's next for you? It sounds like Carmen Island, Desert Bighorn. Carmen Island, Desert Bighorn. Yeah, my uh, Archery Grand Slam. It's been, been a long time coming and uh, yeah, just getting ready for that you know pretty pretty rare i mean even i've had a lot of sheep hunting opportunities but this is a pretty rare opportunity for for me so i'm, I'm really looking forward to it and my my wife's gonna go with me got some friends that are going should be should be fun and and uh and yeah i'm really looking forward to that and yeah hunting season wrapped up today's the last day in montana and all good man just a, another great year yeah for sure what about show season um with covid and such um do you think the shows will will happen or do you think they're going to be on hold what are your thoughts i i, I don't know i i hope so i you just stopped not speculating <laughs> I, do, I don't know i mean I, I i literally was like yeah they're definitely gonna happen should be it'll be nice to see people and then 
driving home yesterday, I was listening to the news and there's a new variant coming and apparently they're, you know, it's going to get us all. So I, I don't know. <laughs> I hope the shows go on. I, I, it'd be nice to see some people, um, but I, I, I don't have any prediction. I, I would think they're going to be, I think, I think there's enough, you know, uh, who knows, but yeah. I'm planning on it as of right now. That's about <laughs> it. Right on buddy. Well, uh, I'm going to link up, uh, some links there for conservation direct for Kuyu, uh, for Arizona desert bighorn sheep society. Uh, for those of you listening, I appreciate everybody tuning in. Brendan Burns, uh, keep it up, man. Yeah. And we'll, yeah. And we'll, we'll have, we have another film. I, I took a film crew with me. Um, just so not, not, not for any other reason, just to show people what, what happened. Some of the awesome people behind the scenes, how it came, went down, all that, and uh, and show moving them. So they're like pretty soon here. There'll be a you know a short film. They'll see it whether on social or or on the website. It'll be sent out. But uh, got some you know just yeah. Thanks to everybody that participated. Uh, again, awesome Arizona Game and Fish for allowing us to be a part of it. And Kuyu Wild Society Loophole, just awesome companies that just stepped up and put some money into it. And all the great people that showed up. Just another another fun fun project. Right on, buddy. Take care. God bless. Uh, tell tell the family hello, okay? Sounds good. We'll catch you later, man. All right, bye. Yep. Yeah.